Hello, welcome, and would you look at this mess? I'm your host, Kate, and the purpose of this podcast is to trace, explore, and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us. Hi, hello, welcome back. Um, okay, let's talk about some institutionalized sexism. <laughs> this came up for me recently, and I posted about it on my Instagram about what I was experiencing, and I got a number of messages from other women who have experienced very similar things. And so I thought, you know, there's there's a conversation to be had here because clearly stuff is still a problem, <laughs> which we kind of know this already, but sometimes, you know, we get these indications of what exactly we can focus on as being a problem. And so this is one of them. So my situation was uh, with our credit union and we are with the credit union through our mortgage. We have our credit card and all of our banking accounts with them. Um, just since we bought our house, we just consolidated and brought everything over there. And so, and one of the things with this, with uh, I find with a lot of institutions lately is that we get bounced around between people quite a bit. So we're in contact with um, the branch manager and we'll occasionally correspond with her, but she she continues to sort of say, okay, this is your point person. So we had a point person for the first couple of years, actually. Um, well, no, again, you know, we got bounced around a little bit. Then we were with this one woman and, and we were with her for a while. So um, that was fine. Then we got, we tried to contact her <clears throat> recently and the branch manager said, oh, hey, um, that person has retired. You're going to work with this other associate. Now she's going to be your point person. We're like, okay, great. Um, so that was fine. Then we had a couple of questions we wanted to ask about some lines of credit and stuff. So Nick said to me, I need you to deal with this because I can't. Um, he's super, super busy at work right now. And obviously I'm perfectly capable of dealing with it. Uh, so he said, can you just send them an email um, and handle this stuff? And I was like, no problem. I'll do it. Um, and I mean, so granted, you know, I don't, I don't do this stuff in, in large part. If I don't do it, it's because I have ADHD and I don't, I don't follow through with stuff and he's way better at like planning and actually following through with things. So it's not about a competency thing. It's more about like, Oh, I forgot to do that. So in this case, he was like, you need to remember to do this. So that's what, what we did. I emailed, um, the, the new associate that we were being assigned to with, you know, Hi, blah, 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 we have some questions. Here they are. Can you please advise on this? And the next day, uh, I got a forwarded email from Nick. And it was from the branch manager who had said, oh, um, so-and-so, your point person is not in the office today. 
So I'm going to set you up with this other associate and we've booked this appointment for you to have a phone call around this time. Please let us know if this works for you. And so she started a whole new email thread and only put Nick into it. Didn't CC me at all. So I had no idea that they were having this conversation. He didn't respond to that email. Um, and then they tried to call him. And so then they emailed him again and said, we tried to call you and we didn't get through, blah, blah, blah. Please get back to us. And then he was like, you need to call Kate. She, you need to call her at this number. And so I'll clarify too that when I emailed them, I left my contact information in my signature, which is always there. So there's no reason why they couldn't have contacted me. And so like we've, we've been just trying to wrap our heads around why this all happened because why could she not have just responded directly to my email and said, hey, here's the information, here's the time that we're going to call you. You know, like why did she start a whole new email thread which completely excluded me from the conversation that I started and then try to circumvent me and, and talk to Nick? And so he, you know, he emailed me and said, I don't know why they're, they're calling me because you sent the email. And it's, and he said, <laughs> patriarchy with like an eye rolling face. And I was like, yeah, you know, they think that you're in charge. They think that, you know, when I say advise us, I mean, talk to Nick. I don't like anyway. And so this is a thing that, um, that has come up a few times. And usually I just let things go because they're, sort of innocuous like it's not a big deal um and it's it's hard to say whether or not that's sort of a sexist thing so the biggest thing is that like nick will email the branch and ask them questions or inquire about things and he will cc me in the emails and then when they respond to his emails they don't include me they don't do a reply all they just reply to him and so then he's always having to forward me the messages after the fact because they're not keeping me in the loop and you know i'm like whatever i guess maybe they're lazy or they're they don't understand the technology or whatever like i've just been so passive about it but I'm, again, I'm starting to realize that this is like further confirmation that they just think that Nick is in charge and that it doesn't matter if I am included in the conversation. Um, and this is a big problem for me because obviously women have been excluded from the financial side of things for a long time to the point that it's, it's sort of um, an endemic problem that women are undereducated and don't understand finances. And so women can be screwed over so easily because if they don't have any control over their finances, they don't have any understanding of how they work. Um, you know, then, then your autonomy and your ability, your ability to look after your finances, if something happened to your partner, um, if they were tried to, to try to like steal your money and stuff like that puts women at risk. So women need to be um, empowered and educated and able to look after their finances. So yeah, this was a problem. And so again, you know, I put a, I posted a thing on my Instagram, kind of joking, like a, a screenshot of the email that Nick sent me saying, oh, they're calling me. And I said something like, oh, you know, when you email the bank and your husband is CC'd on it, so naturally they call him to follow up. <laughs> like, duh. And I said a couple of other things. But again, you know, I got all these messages from women saying things like, um, when they bought their house, 
they, they like they themselves the women had looked after all of the financing they had all of the money it came out of their account but then the bank put it in the name of their partner and so they couldn't so like the one one person said that they couldn't access their deposit to get it back through their own name they had to have their partner put his name in and information in order to access it and she was like if our relationship had fallen apart in the meantime and he and we weren't together anymore and it was a it was bad like he could have fucked off with all my money he could have just taken the money and run and there would be no recourse for me and she said you know she didn't she didn't say anything about it because it was um sort of a like I think because it was all sort of electronic, so it wasn't dealing with a particular individual that was doing this. It was, I mean, obviously there's an individual at the end of it, but when they were trying to get the money back and stuff, it was all electronic. So, you know, she would have had to go like track someone down to to talk about this. And I kind of, you know, I get it. I get why like that's an effort for you and stuff. Um, And then another, another person messaged me and said that, um, she had the same thing happen with her and her her banking stuff. Her, she'd ask for information, and then the bank would call her boyfriend, and and the boyfriend would be like, "Well, you got to talk to her because I don't have answers, whatever." And so again, they just try to go around her and talk to him because they figure he knows. And another girl messaged me and said that um, she pays all of their bills, but for some reason, the people who um, bill them who provide the bills to them somehow can't send them to her they have to send them to her boyfriend and they don't cc her either so then she doesn't even know what to pay until he tells her (laughs) it's like stuff like that like damn it and so you know one of the one of the girls said to me i thought it was just me like i thought i was alone in this that it was just one silly thing um and again this other this other woman's like well there's nobody really no individual really that you can you can sort of pin it on as being responsible for it and so there's a lot of like disempowerment even in in addressing this stuff and so we can feel like you know we're, we're and and our conditioning as women also means that we often want to be people pleasers. We don't want to rock the boat. We want everyone to be happy and we don't want to talk about the petty things and stuff. You know, like we just, we want to move past it. We want to get over it. Um, but this stuff is really problematic. This is really, really troubling stuff because again, this is, it's, it's a pattern. It's actually a pattern. And so these, all of these institutions that deal with finances in different ways are, are excluding women from the conversation, from having an active agent an agency role in dealing with their finances. Like this is not um, good. <laughs> and so, you know, I was saying like there are a variety of reasons why we don't say anything. And so ultimately, I ended up sending an email to the institution, and I'm going to read it to you because I'm actually pretty proud of it. So just give me one sec. So the email reads. Sorry. Oh my goodness. I lost it. (laughs) Good morning. I would like it to be known that Nick and I are both competent and capable of dealing with our household finances. If I email the branch with questions or seeking advice, I would appreciate if the response came directly to me rather than circumventing me. I include Nick in my emails in order to keep him informed and ensure we both have records of communication. He does the same for me. Though we have noted that I am routinely excluded from email correspondence after initial contact. 
In the future, I expect for both of us to be continuously included in all communications with the branch. Thank you for your attention to this matter, and I look forward to moving into a more equitable future with your institution. So I wrote that to the bank yesterday, um, because, and I cc'd Nick on it, of course, because I just felt like I, I can't continue to permit this kind of stuff, to be passive about it, and just... Oh, well, you know, another one of those things like it's not it's a, it's part of a, a bigger pattern. And so I'm and I again, I put this on my Instagram because I'm trying to sort of let other women know that this is something that needs to be done. This needs to be addressed consistently. It's the only way that it's going to be changed. It's the only way we're ever going to like make people aware that. And, and so it's actually similar in the sense of like microaggressions towards racially marginalized people where you know it's like all these little things that happen that you're like oh well I don't want to bring all the things up but it's important to do it because otherwise you know it's it's harder for people to see those mistakes when they make them along the way and so you know as I I you may have gathered by my explaining the situation all of the people involved in the situation are women they're all women it's not like it's a bunch of um old white men who are doing this so so we all have internalized sexism and misogyny and we've all been indoctrinated into a patriarchal culture so we're all capable of doing this we're not immune to it just because we are women um and i even have like so it was funny to me because i the other day i was at work and i had to fill out some paperwork for a couple and um i needed both of their employment information and so I was copying the information from another spot, and I saw that this one of them worked for this engineering firm, which I, we had another another male uh, guy client who worked there as well. So anyway, so I saw that this was the firm they worked at. It said they were in engineering, and that they were like a general manager or something. And um, I assumed it was the husband. <laughs> I just straight up was like, that's got to be the husband, even though there was actually evidence to the contrary in the document, because her name was listed first and then the employment information for her was listed first. And so I should have realized that her name came first and her employment information came first, but I just immediately assumed that it was his information. And then I realized afterwards the mistake I made and I was like, wow, that was real sexist. But so this is the kind of stuff that we're, we're we don't think about it as much. We don't realize how conditioned we are to, just think of things as being sort of natural or assume things to be a particular way when there is no reason to have made that assumption just because of the culture we're brought up in. So, you know, I felt kind of guilty, you know, emailing all these women this response, but I thought like, we have to, we have to confront this stuff. Nobody's immune to it. We all have ways that we can grow and we can learn from things that we do. Um, and there's no way that I'm going to, be able to fix this situation if I don't address it head on. And because I do want to be included in these emails and stuff, this, that's a, a pretty big thing for me. I, I find it very annoying that I'm constantly being brought into the conversation later on, particularly because not that often, but sometimes I might have something to say about the situation before you finish having the conversation. So when you don't include me in the conversation as it's ongoing, then my opportunity to speak up or say something is eliminated. 
And so then it seems, it almost feels like I'm being forcefully passive. Um, and it's assumed of me that I'm not taking an active role in dealing with these types of things. So um, that was, you know, a, an interesting experience for me because I haven't necessarily experienced a ton of institutionalized sexism. I've experienced it um, like pregnancy discrimination and motherhood discrimination for sure. But, um, but, and uh, like I've said in the past, uh, sort of um, a couple episodes ago that, you know, I've experienced like sexual harassment and assault and stuff like that. So that's certainly a, a symptom of the, of patriarchy and misogyny and stuff. But, but that kind of like very obviously not including me in something because you assume that Nick deals with everything, that Nick is the person in charge of this stuff. That's the assumption. And I mean, I can understand even because like, I don't make the bulk of our income. So maybe they, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they would have assumed that I wouldn't have wanted to be a part of that conversation when I'm the one who initiated it. But anyway, and you know, I had to talk to the bank that yesterday, um, like later in the morning too. And so I said to the girl, you know, like, I am sorry I had to email that to you because I know we've never met and you're just been assigned to this, to, to me as, as, as a couple or whatever. Um, but, uh, I needed, it needed to be said. And so she was like, yeah, I understand. I get it. Like you're both valuable clients and blah, blah, blah. And it was an oversight. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's kind of a big oversight, but so actually, so the thing I was going to say with getting bounced around and stuff is it was so annoying. Cause I sent, the email to the branch manager and to the associate that she had said just late last week was going to be our new point person. And then the response that I got was from the, the, the allegedly new point person who was like, oh, yes, I'm going to pass this on to so-and-so because they're your new point person. I'm like, what? <laughs> Can we get it together here? Like, I don't even know who I'm supposed to be emailing with my complaints. <laughs> anyway, so we thought that was kind of stupid and funny. But there is a deeper layer to this that I want to talk about. So let's get into the second layer. Okay, because as I was going through all of this and I was reflecting on it while I was walking last night and just really thinking about how everything went down and what it looked like. And I said to Nick, like, what did you think of my email? And he said it was great. You know, like I, I he thought it was really a really good way to, to go about it and stuff. And I realized, you know... This is something where this is a problem for men, too, um, in the sense that it shouldn't always be that us as the women have to stand up for ourselves and assert ourselves in every instance. Um, I think that's something that as we continue to raise the next generation, that's something that needs to be instilled in these boys and men as they get older is that it's also their job to stand up for the women and the girls in their life. You know, like how great would it have been if Nick had got on the horn and had or had emailed them and said, this is a, not an acceptable way to treat our family like we are not equal. And, and I don't hold it against him in any way. I'm not resentful in any way that this fell on me to have to take action on this because he's also not brought up, been brought up in a culture where men are equipped to confront this stuff, to deal with it. And even to, the, to a further extent, he's not great with language either. So 
I know that the way I write it, the way that I've said it will be very um, clear and respectful, whereas he might just be straight up angry about it. And so he might be less professional or whatever, you know, like, so there's an element to it where, where like he, uh, his emotions and his ability to, um, sort of use the language to his advantage may not be there. But at the end of the day, the point here is that I really, really feel like we need for boys and men to be growing up in an environment where they feel that they are equipped to confront sexism and misogyny as they see it because this is a real problem that that men permit these things to happen by other men by other women whomever um and if more men were to stand up and take a stand against it we would get further i think i think we would get much further if men didn't permit it if it did if it just was always being called out and not just by women because now the problem is I'm going to be seen as being kind of a bitch (laughs) and being really assertive. And so we know, we know there is a cultural standard for women who do assert themselves, who are strong and assertive. And that's the bitchiness versus if a man does that, it's being strong and courageous and you know there's just there's just different ways of perceiving this kind of stuff and i think men have the advantage of of being brought up where it's it's permittable for them to speak that way and to to be forceful in their language and it's acceptable and they're not going to be necessarily tiptoed around or you know labeled as being bitchy (laughs) definitely not gonna be labeled as bitchy if they do that uh whereas if it's if it's a woman doing it there you have to be able to accept that you're going to lose some of your social clout um in those spaces because people are going to look at you differently so yeah i think the the bottom line for me here is that more we need to put more work and more effort into raising boys and men and you know every every sort of non-femme gender uh identity to be prepared and equipped uh to confront sexism and misogyny in their life as they see it happening and not feel like they don't know how to do it, not feel like it's not their job, you know, because it it is, it is their job to do this too. It's up to all of us to fight this. If you really think that sexism is a problem, that misogyny is a problem, you also need to stand up and say, this is a problem. You can't just hide behind the side, by the sidelines or, or, you know, be like, Sure, you can be the wind at the at the back of your partner, <laughs> but you also need to be side by side with them fighting that fight. You can't just always expect them to stand up and fight it, um, because again, there's there's layers to like how acceptable it is for women to say these things, but also it's tiring for us. It's tiring that we have to always be doing this, right? That we have to be the ones to decide whether or not something is worth making a deal about. 
more often than not, guys will be like, it's no big deal because they're not the ones experiencing this stuff on a regular basis. They're not the ones who are constantly having to defend themselves and other women for being whole, complete, diverse people who are competent and capable of doing anything that we want to do. Um, so, yeah, it's it's your job, guys. <laughs> it's your job, too. We all need to participate in calling it out and addressing it and asking to for accountability and responsibility and not necessarily being cruel and, you know, like I'm not talking about getting into the cancer cu- cancel culture stuff. I'm talking about uh, a, a, an approach that is rooted in understanding and love for one another and rooted in the idea that we can all grow. We can all grow and do better and we don't have to be hating each other into trying to accomplish that because that's really not going to get us anywhere. <laughs> hating someone into changing is never a functional strategy. So the f- most functional strategy that I know of is to root your approach in love and in growth. So let's, uh, let's do it. Okay. Let's get out there and advocate for the women in our lives. Let's actually stand up in the face of things, be the face of feminism, (laughs) say it aloud and say it proud. (laughs) Okay. I think I've exhausted myself now. So Uh, Again, as always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I would love to know what you think about institutionalized sexism and confronting it. And do you also think that this is a role for men? Do you think men and boys should be raised more conscious of their role in confronting this stuff? Um, What are your thoughts? I also would love it if you would leave a rating and I would super love it if you would leave a review on the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, This would really, really help the podcast to grow um, and to obviously get into more ears. So uh, yeah, if you do that, I thank you. And I thank you for joining me. As always, I am super grateful that you've been here. And if you want to reach me, my information is in the show notes. The best place to reach me, well, the two best probably are the email, arkykate at gmail.com, A-R-C-H-Y-K-A-I-T at gmail.com. And on Instagram, look at this mess on Instagram. Okay, thanks for coming out, and I will see you in the next one.